Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to the 367th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Happy Easter, everybody. Uh, Sandy, you got a story for us? Yeah, so um, happy Easter, as Reza had just said. Uh, so Easter, the ritual that Carolyn and I have is we go to uh, her parents' place and her parents' host. Um, and so we, we've done that for a while now, and um, it's great. And so this, this you know, Easter was a little bit chilly by us. I don't know how cold it was for you. Very cold. But like it never, yeah, it never really got above 45, I'd say. Um as an aside, uh, I'll just say that Rez and I have become DGENs and started uh, sports betting uh, because it's legal uh, wherever we are. Um, and so we're going to have an eye on the uh, on the NBA playoffs. Did you ever end up betting in uh, the MGM that I told you about? No, not yet. Well, okay. Um, I'll say this. The, I don't know if it runs out today, uh, but if you bet ten dollars, they give you two hundred dollars. And then I think if you all and there's no promo code for it. Um, if you wanted to use my refer a friend, and then you place the same bet, the ten dollar bet to um, honor the two hundred dollar sort of whatever. I think we also get an additional fifty uh, on top of that. So just just something to to think about. Um, gotcha. Anyways, okay. anyways, so it's Easter, you know, and uh, great day. Uh, we actually, I also washed the car for the first time ever. Wow. Uh, I think it had been um, two months. So, like, we park our car right. in a covered garage. So, normally, and in, in, you know, in seasons past, especially in the winter, you know how cars in the wintertime get, they get that salt, they get the snow, it gets really terrible, right? Um, we hadn't had that issue in the past. So even in the wintertime when everyone else's cars looked terrible, our car looked pristine. So don't really think about washing it. But for whatever reason, the last two months maybe we hadn't driven. And then when the car comes out, it just looked like there was like an inch of like dried dust on the car. And our car looked really disgusting. Yeah. So we were supposed to um, get our engagement shoot done last Saturday. And then it got rained out, and we're going to this place, and I'll tell everyone about it once we get it done, but we're going to a place where there's like hiking, there's a waterfall, there's a lake. The idea is to get sunset photos because this place, and our photographer has shot there many times, it's, oh, Michael Bridges, two more points. Um, the, uh, we need seven more. Uh, Not gonna happen. Uh, maybe you're right. Um, the, uh, the place is just like it's renowned for like the sunset photos with the sun and so we were supposed to go last saturday it got rained out we were supposed to go yesterday it got rained out again and so we're actually going on wednesday because it's the only time in the next 10 days it's neither cloudy nor raining and this is one of those things where like you know we need to get the um the photos done so they can get processed so that we can use them for the save the dates you know like it's one of those things where it, it the, the wedding's coming up at this point, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's about nine months out. People need to save the dates. It's a it's a holiday weekend. You know when it's happening. 
uh, but most other people don't. And it's just like one of those things where it'd be better if we told people. And so um, that's that's the plan. But anyways, so we're, we're at Easter. You know, I'm washing the car in 40 degree weather. It's obviously super windy. So there were moments where I was using the hose and the water would blow back on my face. And I don't know about you, but I was also in a t-shirt and I was like, oh, it's 40 degrees out. I'm in a t-shirt. I'm washing a car. I'm an idiot because I don't wash cars normally. So obviously I didn't learn that you probably shouldn't wash your car when it's freezing out, but got to wash the car. Um, it was, you know, classic Easter ham. There were some potatoes au gratin, um, some uh, parboiled broccoli, uh, Brussels sprouts, Hawaiian rolls. Like it was a great spread. And like, you know, cheesecake for dessert, macaroons, brownies, uh, rainbow cookies. Do you know what rainbow cookies are? I feel like I just like heard those Italian, dad, but... those Italian cookies that are like red, green, and yellow. It's essentially like an almond, okay, or, uh, yes. col- uh, almond yeah. flavored thing. It's like chocolate on the outside. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, so I had some of those, and then we left their place around like almost like eight ish. Now, normally on a good day, no traffic, which is what Carolyn got to experience Easter Sunday morning. No traffic got from our place on the west side to her parents' place in about an hour on Long Island. That's no traffic. We usually, and for those who know, we park our car on like 57th and 9th, and the West Side Highway, obviously Manhattan, on the the Eastern perimeter has the uh, FDR Highway, like a, like a full, you know, full highway. It's, it's, it's two lane, but it's a, you know, there's no lights. It's a, it's a real highway. And on the west side, you have the west side highway. And then the west side highway transitions from uh, inner Manhattan west side highway, the name that the, what's then known as the Henry Hudson Parkway. Uh, that transition happens at 57th Street. So because our garage is two blocks from it, we tend to be able to zip right out of the city. Um, and so normally we take the West Side Highway up to the George Washington Bridge, and then we take the crossed uh, Bronx Expressway from uh, east, eastbound, uh, and then we drive into uh, Long Island that way. The other way is to cut literally across on 57th Street, and then um, turn up to 59th Street, and then take the Queens Midtown Tunnel to Long Island. Normally we don't take that route because it's like super busy. Like you don't want to be like stuck in Midtown Manhattan. But today we were able to take that in the morning, less than an hour, like gold medal run. You know what I mean? You hit all the checkpoints, you took the inside turn, perfect racing line. On the way back, it was looking like there was a lot of traffic. There may be an accident or two. And it was about an hour and a half. It's like, all right, you know, Normal, I'll say. Normal, an hour and a half. Um, worst that we've had is about two and a half hours. Uh, the traffic coming out of, or coming back into the city is um, something that you cannot uh, plan for. There's been times where uh, we left early. We thought we'd beat the traffic bumper to bumper. There are times where we're getting home super late, bumper to bumper. Yeah. And, you know, it's Sunday and it's a holiday, so... Um, we were driving and all of a sudden, so it's like 90 minutes. So we're about 30 minutes in and I'm starting to get a gurgle belly and I'm like, no, oh, no, this is no Jesus, good. Sandy. This is no good. Dude. Here we go. Um, 
So here's I the promise thing. everyone I did know. not know that this is this is <laughs> this is the type of story Listen, that we're getting. Nothing, nothing like a good gurgle belly story to really make you feel really, you know, you, you feel grateful <laughs> for when uh, you know everything's running clean. Um, but I started to feel a little gurgle belly, and I'm like, mm, I'm not feeling too well, but hopefully it'll be good now. You know, I told you the Chinatown bus gurgle belly story. That's the Hall of Fame. Like, you know, that's uh, running it on legendary all the Halo skulls on mm-hmm. in the library, making it through. Because I think I held that gurgle belly for like two and a half hours. Um, yeah. That's like flop sweat. Anyways, don't need to retell that story. For this story, I was like, mm, not feeling well, but should be able to make it home. All right. I also see that uh, I thought CJ McCollum had hit a four three, but he's only four for six from free throws. Mm. And Bridges so, just got blocked um, on a dunk, but fouled. Yeah. So um, I I only have YouTube TV on uh, on on my TV. Thank you, by the way, for lending me YouTube TV. Um, but I don't have it on the computer, and I think I'll keep it that way. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe I should <laughs> do that. Regardless. So I'm starting to feel this curve belly. And, you know, it's one of those moments where I'm thinking, am I, is this day where I pull off to the shoulder and run into the woods? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll say this. There was an incident, an incident, I mean, like a traffic, uh, there was an accident. We're talking three fire trucks trying to get through and then multiple emergency vehicles trying to get through. People are idiots in the left lane, not pulling over, trying to like... You know, fight to move forward. It's like, no, nah, dude, everyone just get out of the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is one of those moments where, like, let's not be assholes. Just let the emergency vehicles get through. And so we got rerouted. And I was like, okay, let's save 15 minutes and go this way. So we're like, all right. You know, I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm kind of stuck in moving bumper to bumper traffic. So it's like really hard to get to the shoulder. And like, you know, there's really no tree line for me to, <laughs> to, to take this into fruition. So. Yeah. We, we pull off and then it's like, all right, let's take this exit here. And it's one of those exits where you exit here, you take a couple of surface streets and you get back on. But at the first light, there is a gas station. But not only is there a gas station, it's a pretty big like mart situation. So I go, Carolyn's like, do you want to go? And I go, uh, I literally said to her, I'm kind of panicking right now. <laughs> I don't want to run in and there not be one. You know, I don't want that scene in Bridesmaids where she's wearing the wedding dress and she just like falls to her knees in the middle of the street. Um, and so she goes, you know what? Oh, Michael Bridges, nine points. Hey. Yeah, don't get too excited. Okay. Um, I'm looking at Michael Bridges, he, he missed, nine he points. Missed, he missed the second free throw. So that's that's where did. we are right now. Um, and I need CJ McCollum to chuck another three. I mean, he's three for seven, so there's, there's a good shot there. Regardless. So... Carolyn's like, you want me to run into the mart and ask for a bathroom? I go, you know what? Let me just go in. So I run in. Thankfully, it's not busy. There's a couple of people in line. I'm looking around, scanning. There's no, like, clear indication there's a bathroom. I go, shoot. So I walk in a little bit deeper. There's a line of people in the phone. You know, like, you essentially have to wait in line before you can ask for the bathroom key. Yeah. Walking around the perimeter, you know, there's, like, the, uh, the refrigerated section. There's a coffee section just rows of snacks and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden I look to my left. Now, normally there's like a hot food bar, like a sandwich sort of thing. It's like the Wawa, you know, the hoagie station, but it's closed. But then there's like sort of a, if you imagine a perfect square, the top left corner, there's like a glass sort of like wall window area. And it's like, oh, that looks to be the, um, 
the break room or something in the back, but there's like a corner. So there's two doors. One is like a supply room or um, an employee room. And then to the left, there's a bathroom. I go, oh my gosh, there's a bathroom. And I look at the handle, there's no key thing. So I, I run in and then um, I open the, I sort of fuss with the, uh, the handle, opens right up. And I'm thinking to myself, I am pretty okay with like all levels of like how disgusting this place may be. I walk in, it's rather pristine. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was very surprised. Um, I had to like hang my coat on like, it was like a accessible bathroom. So they had like the, uh, you know, the horizontal bar railing thing. So I sort of like hung my jacket over it. And then I must've lost 12 pounds in like 30 seconds. Jesus it was Christ. not good. Um, and then I like sat there for a minute. I was like, okay, it's a good thing. Like, you know, praise be because this happened with about an hour left before we got home. And then that actually turned out to be more like an hour and 15 because there was another accident as we got closer and closer to the city. There's like in Queens now, Long Island City. And then maybe two exits before the Queens Midtown Tunnel did it finally turn blue. Uh, the, you know, the GPS turned blue and I was able to zip right through the city. Yeah. But once we got through the city, it was fine. I thought it was interesting because you know, because you've been driving a long, long time, and I think you've been, you you're you've had infinitely more miles driven than I have. Uh, but I think one of the keys to driving in New York City is deliberateness. If you're like sort of waffling in terms of like um, you don't know when you should uh, merge, you don't know when you should do that. Yeah, yeah. That like delay is what makes people get into the accidents because you're like I don't know how to read what you ought to be doing. Right. Um, and so I just felt like a lot of cabs tonight were like trying to do this like infinitely slow merge, whatever, whatever. And I'm just like, I'm just like zipping around. Like, can we, can we, can we drive, um, regularly? I, I see that CJ McCollum just missed a three. That's fantastic. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, that was the end of the, the story, but I just knew that like, I know that you and I have very different constitutions, um, and for whatever reason, like I, I tend to have more of these happenings than you. And I find it interesting only because you are on way more road trips than I am and you drive for way longer. But I don't think I've ever heard a story like this from your perspective. Now, you might also not have told me. And if you're holding out on me, I'm really disappointed in you. But um, I do feel like, you know, you've driven a lot more places. You've done a lot more long drives. And you don't really run into this kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, honestly, I don't. I don't really. Um, the times where I have, I was younger. Um, so what do you do differently? Like, how do you prepare for these drives? I, do you just like make sure to eat clean. No, or, like, no, no. Do? This is hardly a conscious. This is hardly a, a a conscious thing for me. Honestly, I think I just got like I, I, I was telling this to Lena before, but like. I'm just pretty like I don't I don't really like going in a uh, in public restrooms. You you make it sound like I do. No, I don't. No, I don't think many people do. But like, it was so. I can tell you where all the good bathrooms are in New York City. It though. was. <laughs> it was so much so that like, I uh, I very much actively went out of my way or would go out of my way to like hold it as long as I possibly could till I got home. So like, who just shot that three? <laughs> 
to just hold it as long as I possibly could and uh and wait till I got home and I think that like over the course of over the course of my life it it got to the point where it just wasn't much it wasn't as significant of an act of effort to make that happen so there there's uh there's actually one time <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not I'm not much for one of these types of stories but there was one time um early yeah, give the people one early, give the people early one. into my uh into my um so n- not long after Gordon was born right I when I was working at shop okay. I was taking a train to the city right and the uh there there's a train station that's like I don't know a three minute walk five minute walk from the from the building that I worked in and that train station was closed for like two weeks it was actually closed so the first week it was closed was the week that gordon was born so i I actually missed it for that first week second week though it was closed and one of those days that week let's just say you know tuesday um i'm on the train and i'm like yo i gotta go i gotta go now and i'm sitting here thinking like okay well you know there's uh here's the issue we we have to so I, I guess I didn't properly explain what the, why the, what the significance was of the train station being closed. You had to take the train um, an extra stop, and so you had to go all the way to the, like the I think it was like um, gosh what was it like thirty fourth thirtieth Street station or something like that. I don't I don't remember. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. But it's like the main. It's like one of the main uh, train stations in uh, Philly, and so um, I'm not really familiar with it. But the the more significant thing is that it's like a 20 minute walk from there to the office like it's a solid mile that i have to walk and that's an issue now because again i gotta go now you're on the train you're not moving you're yep. sitting it's a little bit easier to hold it's it's easier to stay a little bit more composed but the instant that you get up and you start you got to start walking it's like oh you Ooh, know what the jostle yeah exactly so um so I was like, yeah, I'm not going to make it. So that was probably – so actually the, the bathroom was uh, was shockingly not bad. But um, I still – It's such still, a great surprise in a moment like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's still a large public restroom um, uh, in, in a space that's like more or less accessible to like all of the outside world. It's not like anyone's checking tickets <laughs> for you to come into this area. But um, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's honestly like – I, it, it's it's a bit upsetting when it when it happens when it has to happen like that where it's like damn it man like yeah. you know like all right great you can't make it you can't wait till you you can't do it at home right but like you couldn't have done it in your at the office like in a, in a slightly more right. comfortable environment right. slightly more like right yeah so um so yeah that was one there was another time though like relative to driving oh we get two stories tell us so this was. I believe, no, I know it was before we were recording the podcast and um, we were driving out to, so we, you know, in the Philly area, driving out to Indianapolis, we were going to go visit my, uh, my older brother. I want to say it was not long after my nephew was born. So this is, must've been back in like 2000. So he was born in 2010, but I think this trip was probably like 2011. So maybe like a year later. Um, and we are, uh, we're, we're driving and we get out to, so, you know, obviously Pennsylvania is a fairly like wide state. So the, the trip from Pennsylvania to Indianapolis or from our place to Indianapolis was about 10 hours. And that's kind of like with minimal stops, you know, stop for gas, like 
get a fast food and, and, and eat while you drive, that type of 10 hours. And so we get about four hours, I want to say, into the trip. We get out to, um, yeah, there's like several mount- several mountains, like these tunnels that you have to go through, you know, out in like the Allegheny Mountains. And this is like, you know, Western Pennsylvania. We get out there and, um, it wasn't it wasn't like uh oh you know i'm i'm struggling here holding it or anything like that because i'm driving but it's like you know i really want to hold this in for the next six hours but i don't know if that's really feasible at this point six hours Reza. yeah 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 so Come on. so uh, be reasonable so <laughs> so we actually would note we noticed not long after a strange sound coming from my mom's uh car so my mom used to drive this um it was the the volvo xc90 it was like i don't know from like a oh, great car 2000 and let's see must have got it from like she must have gotten it in like 2004 let's just wild guess right and she had just gotten a new volvo xc70 i believe and that would have been like the 2011 model or 2012 whatever it was and she was like oh should we take the uh the new car? like it when i say she just got it like it had just arrived like maybe a week prior she hadn't really driven it very much she still had the old one they hadn't done they hadn't decided what they were going to do with the old one yet but you know um I, I don't know if your parents are the same way but my parents don't really like getting rid of like they wouldn't trade cars in they like figure out another way to to deal with them oftentimes my dad would actually send them out to ghana which is actually what he did end up doing with that with uh with the old xc90 he, he, he put it on a ship and sent it to to ghana um to uh, to his house in ghana and so um we're driving and we get we get like you know three four hours from home oh i didn't explain it properly um <laughs> So my mom's like, I don't really know if I want to take the new car, and my and I was like, we should take the new car. Like that's the whole reason why you got it. Like you got a new car because because you, your old one wasn't reliable, and and who cares otherwise, right? Like so that, that's the point. The, the point of the new car is to drive it, and at some point it's not going to be the new car anymore. It's just going to be your car. So I don't see why we're not taking it right now. My sister was like, no, it's too new to take. So my mom was like, yeah, I think we're going to take the old one. Get like three four hours away from the house, and all of a sudden we start hearing some weird sounds from the car. Mm. And so then it was like, okay, we have to pull over. And I was like, all right, well, now we have to pull over. We got to figure out what we're doing. I'm just going to the bathroom. I'm like, I'm fuming because this is one of those like, hey, hey, I told you so. All right. I, I'm not going to say it, but I want you guys to know that I told you so. So I'm just fuming. So it's like, it was like a, okay, I need to, uh, I need to escape and get away from everyone for like 10 minutes. And so that's, that's, that's where it went down. Went to the bathroom. We actually had to turn around drove the uh like three four hours back to the house we got like 20 minutes from the house we're on a 202 coming up at the intersection what is it 202 and i think it's uh is it 926 street road the one that goes all the way down okay so we got to that just before the intersection there's oh wow you're like two minutes from my home yeah yeah we're getting close right and so we are um old home yeah 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 oh yeah you're old home yeah and so um we get out there and we're, you know, that traffic light, especially coming back from like that Westchester, from uh, coming from Westchester heading towards Delaware, at that light, there's oftentimes a fair bit of traffic. And sure enough, we're sitting in the traffic. We probably have to wait like three cycles just to get through this traffic light. And there is a, um, a mover's truck just to our right, um, like immediately to our right. It's a two men in a truck, truck, right? And all of a sudden, like very strangely, the car, like no one's moving, right? <laughs> Nobody's moving. And all of a sudden, this car or this truck starts moving. And I see like, you know, you're like when you're sitting still and all of a sudden you see like 
the oh, color yeah. moving to your side at, in oh, your peripheral. Yeah. And, and so like I oh, look yeah. over to the right and I'm like, what the hell's going on? This truck is moving. It the I think the driver fell asleep and his foot released from the no. brake, or maybe he stepped on the gas because he he drives and he just misses us. He just misses the rear uh, or the rear, the front right of our car. And he ends up like, cause he drove, it wasn't straight. He went left. He like changed lanes and he ended up smashing into the back of the woman in front of us. And he pushed her car up against like the, uh, the concrete barrier. It was so wild. So like, so strange that, and she like her car, because it was pushed up against a concrete barrier. She couldn't get out the car. So like people, because we weren't moving, it was a traffic light, but it also, it wasn't like there was an accident, like we were in stop and go traffic, but no one could really move at this point. So, um, the, the guy comes out, he's like super apologetic, like, oh my God, like, you know, and it's like really confusing, like, what, what the hell happened, right? Like, it's, first of all, like, you can't try to sit here and say you weren't at fault for this, for this. Um, but the woman is like a bit in shock, I guess, because she just had no idea what was happening. So when she couldn't like, get out of her car from her from her driver's door she was like really confused like what what do we like you know she's like what's going on like oh just just um come out the passenger side because like you know a bunch of people are coming around like are you okay ma'am and this and that she's trying to figure out like do i get out the car do i call insurance company do we call the police blah blah blah. um i think what we ended up doing no one ever contacted us because we were you know we, we we needed to go um the I think we ended up giving our um, contact information to, I don't think we even waited for the police to show up. I think we gave our contact information to the, uh, to the woman and maybe a couple of the other people that were around. I can't recall, but no one ever ended up contacting us about it, which was a little bit weird because I probably had, and this is that, this is the second time this has happened to me. I had probably the best view of the accident. Like I saw it all happening and, Mm -hmm. and, and no one ever contacted me about it. Um, but I guess it probably was just so clear cut that, that, you know, they didn't need any, any witnesses, uh, testimony on it. The other, t- the other time, um, I was driving with, uh, Mark and we were just at that intersection at, H- at Hank's place heading towards 202. So we were on route one and, um, yep. just come over the railroad track. Uh, we were leaving that we were coming back from the Y. And so I'm in the right lane. I was contemplating shifting over to the left lane because there was, you know, one car over there where instead of being behind like three cars, but our right turn was coming up ahead. So I figured why not just, just, just be patient and wait here. Um, well, all of a sudden I look, I like see a blur of yellow in my rear, in my uh, side mirror to my left. And, uh, I, and then the blur, that same blur that I see like flying up in my, in my mirror, all of a sudden whips past me to my left. And then, uh, I see that it's a school bus. And it smashes into the back of this minivan that had stopped just ahead to the left of us, which was the lane where I was contemplating shifting to. Um, there was a, a family. I think it was, it was a, a husband and a wife and I think a kid, I think one kid in the back seat or uh, in the middle row, but no one was hurt, which was, which was great. Um, but no one ever contacted me about that, which was funny was because the police did contact Mark about it. And Mark was like, I had no idea what happened. Like, I just heard a smash and I saw a car fly into the intersection and that was about it. Uh, anyway, I know that, that that took a little bit of a turn, but uh, I'm not one for, for poop stories so much. So I tried my best to get well, out of there. Can I tell you, in, um, in uh, the light of what you were just saying, um, 
I also had a very interesting experience at that same intersection, um, which is 202 and 926. Okay. So on 202 and 926, I think we were going to, um, we were going to go to a, the girls soccer game, I think. Um, now my ex-girlfriend at the time, she was on the team, um, and it was like the first game that I had gone to. There was this whole thing about how she wanted me to go. She didn't want me to go. She was like, if you go, I'm going to be nervous. And then she got into <laughs> I think I remember. Like the fact that I, I feel like I've heard this story, but I need to hear it again. Well, so, all right. I mean, I don't want to get too much into it. But essentially, mm-hmm. the whole point was I asked in the beginning, do you want me to go? She said, no, I don't want you to go because I'm going to be nervous. But then she got upset at me for having never gone. It's like, you know, you can understand why (laughs) I'm a little confused as to why I should or should not go. Whatever. So we finally decided to go. I'm in my friend Ed's car. He was driving, um, I forget what kind of car he was driving. It was like a Dodge Caliber, a red Dodge Caliber. It's a great car. I think it was the first person out of all of us to have his own car. We're at the light on 202 and 926, on 202, driving northbound, and then we're stopped at the light. All of a sudden, there we, my whole, the car gets hit. We're sitting, we're standing still. The car behind us is going maybe 40 or 50 wow. miles an hour. Hits us. We're at a dead stop. It's different than if like, we're, we're all driving, there's momentum. We, we all get hit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, this, yeah. is a, this is a hard hit. And then my glasses, I remember, go flying off my head. Um, I don't remember if the... I don't think the airbags deployed, which is kind of scary. Um, but I remember Ed freaking out reasonably. Um, <laughs> and then like, the whole back... Like, the whole back bumper was sort of off. Of course. I, I called my dad. Because, you know, obviously they're two minutes away. I go, hey, we're fine. We're in an accident. 926, 202, can you come uh, check us out? My dad goes, I'll be there in two minutes. And, and two is, you know, he was there, no problem. Um, and we realized that it was a senior citizen guy who I don't know if he didn't see or whatever, but he was a really old dude. And he was obviously upset, um, but he sort of had totaled the car. And um, I don't know if he totaled the car, but um, we waited for the cops. We told him what happened, whatever, whatever. Um, my dad was like, you guys get in our, my car, drive that home. Um, and then I will drive Ed's car back home. Um, I think because it was so drivable. Um, so we picked up his bumper, we put it in his, (laughs) um, his trunk and then we drove it home. Wow. Um, it was, and so I remember like saying, like, she was like, when are you guys getting here? And I was like, well... You're never gonna. You're never gonna believe this, but I'm not gonna be able to go yeah. because we're in an accident. Um, and so that was a story of nine twenty six and two hundred two. Um, what a what a terrible intersection. What I don't like about that intersection, and if anyone wants to Google this, uh, nine twenty six and two hundred two uh, in Pennsylvania is when you're on nine twenty six uh, and you're driving towards the intersection. Of, uh, of 202, if you go to the street view of this, and I'm, I'm pulling the little guy, uh, you, you put it on uh, East Street Road, when West Street becomes East Street, yep. you can tell that when you're on 926 turning, um, now when you turn left, 
um, it's a, obviously a left turn, and so you can sort of see that like uh, you have the left turn lane. But what I don't like is not only is that left turn there, but you can tell that how like it's uh, that corner is like not only round but it really juts out. And so Google Maps right now has a red Volvo making that turn, and I just I've seen a lot of accidents here where like just they think they can make that turn really quickly. Yeah. But most a lot of cars might be not be able to grip that well, and I've seen a lot of inter, uh, a lot of accidents at this uh, at this corner. I'll say. Yeah, I not fun. I definitely have seen quite quite a bit of quite a few accidents as well. I may have not witnessed it to all of them, but I've definitely seen a lot. You know, like aftermath or or cars that are pulled over because they were just recently in an accident. So yeah. Oh, I saw. Oh my gosh, I saw. Uh, driving towards Delaware Memorial Bridge. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up. Delaware Memorial Bridge. Uh, when you're coming from uh, the Jersey side, right? Um, so by Jersey side, what do I mean? I mean southwest Philly, right? Yeah. You're, you're driving past Cherry Hill. You're taking New Jersey Turnpike. I'm trying to figure out exactly which exit I took. But there, I saw freaking, we were uh, we're getting off of the turnpike, we're turning onto a service road, I believe there was, it's like exit one, I'll say, I don't know how to look up exit one on New Jersey Turnpike. I have no idea how you do that. But, looking to take the exit, making a left turn, so there's a light, but obviously with a right turn, it's sort of like a yield and you keep going, right? Right. I saw, and this was late at night, uh, a pickup truck was behind a sedan, and the pickup truck smashed into the sedan, and you heard the glass Mm. shatter. And it was like, essentially, almost like some sort of Foley sound effect. It was clear as day, because there wasn't that much stuff happening around. It was late at night. I think we were driving for Thanksgiving. And then I hear it. I was like, oh, should we stop? And I was like, no, I'm not going to stop. We're just going to keep going. Um, but it was it was wild to hear how clear it was. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it, it's they're never good sounds, man. Never like, good sounds. Yeah. Never good sounds. So I remember... This is the last one as well. Um, so your ex, actually, we were driving to Allied Health, and she was driving in front of me, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a tra- um, there's a stop sign. We're like we're we're like five minutes from the hospital, so we're really close. And um, we're at a stop sign, and at the time that we're going, there are occasionally you would end up behind a school bus that was dropping off some younger kids, and so just beyond the stop sign, there was a school bus that was letting off some kids, and so. Um, we we are waiting before the stop sign since we obviously can't go um, past the bus once we pass the stop sign. So there's a, a car in front of your ex, then it's your ex, and then it's me. And we're all just kind of waiting at the stop sign. And then I think she had like, she like reached forward into her, like, because I could see, you know, her car, I could see what was going on. And so I think she had like reached down to like pick something up or whatever from the, um, the uh, the passenger seat maybe like the glove box or something and i think her okay. her 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 foot came off the brake a little bit too much because she ended up oh. slowly lurching forward and bumping into the uh, like hitting the bumper of the car in front of her and it was so slow 
but I re- I distinctly recall hearing the crunch despite the fact that oh, like, yeah. it's like one mile an hour. Um, even at that speed, you'll still hear I it. Think, I think the um, I think the bolts from her front license plate holder actually oh. punctured the the bumper, the rear bumper of the of the car in front of her. Um, but yeah, that was the thing that always kind of stood out to me was how loud some accidents can be. Uh, and yeah, I mean, like that's not even thinking about the 40, 50 mile an hour ones. Um, so yeah. Right. Or more. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm glad that we're all okay. All things considered. Yeah. Um, I think most recently I told the story. I, re- I don't remember where oh, we were driving to pick up the car. I think, um, to pick up the car that we were driving, uh, we were gonna buy, and um, there was a tractor trailer, like a flatbed tractor trailer, you know, like one of those. Uh, yeah. You know, I think that's clear. Um, it was turning into my lane because I thought it had enough space, mm-hmm. and the car that sort of yep. like jostled me, like, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta either decide what to have, what to do." Yep. And thankfully, I was able to pull into because we were four lane highway. They were in the third lane from the left or second lane from the right and i was the one okay. over uh, and so when he started turning i was like oh he's he's gonna like run into us yep um i think his back four tires were like essentially where carolyn's passenger door was it was like starting to come in it looked like it was it seriously felt like a movie moment where it's like oh this is this is impact mm-hmm. in like three seconds mm-hmm. and carolyn goes you he goes move and i was like look i mean i don't know move she goes look out or something yeah so i really quickly looked at my left mirror and i was able to like um move over to the left lane i think the smarter thing would have been to maybe break but i also understood potentially that if i break in that moment he would have caught the front bumper yeah it's it's really really difficult to to know what to do in those situations uh, like mm-hmm. you can't you can't scan all all your environment to make that decision because you never really know like all you can really do is base your next decision off of the mental picture that you've kind of that you kind of like constantly update and refresh as you look your as you like check your mirrors you look around you see what's going on around you but like you know you never really know right like how many times have you been driving along and some car like flies by you to the right or to the left or someone's like all of a sudden right behind you like yo where did that person come from like it has not been that long since i checked my mirror um or like in 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 the case of someone flying by you like some people will do some crazy stuff like it's it's difficult to account for somebody driving 120 down the highway because you might check your mirror and five and they're not there five seconds later they're right there like they're there and um so yeah that 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 actually happened to me so i've been in one accident myself when driving and uh, it was at the intersection at Painter's Crossing and also on, on uh, 202. There was a woman who was turning into Painter's Crossing. They have a red turn arrow, so it's not even like a turn, uh, like a yield type of, type of, type of deal. But there's a uh, there's a uh, a tractor trailer in the left turn lane driving, like making a left turn into that like that State Farm area. And so I'm in the left lane. And so as I'm driving and approaching the intersection, she can't see me and I can't see her. The only time that I see her is when I'm probably like, I don't know, like I've half, I've ha- cleared half of the tractor trailer and all of a sudden her car is like in my lane. Like I am, Yikes. I am, I am in line with her passenger seat. So like I slam the brakes, 
but there's nothing you could do. Like that's just not enough stopping distance. I have a green light, so I'm I'm doing you know speed limit there is 45. I'm probably doing 45, 50. Uh, slam on the brakes. Um, there was I I if I recall my mental picture correctly, there was a car to my right, so I couldn't go there. Um, so what you know the decision that I made, I tried to veer to the left, which is dangerous as fuck because if there were cars coming on the other side of the road. We were getting T-boned because what we what ended up happening because I was driving with Yaron, I ended up hitting her. I clipped her. Um, I hit like just behind her passenger seat, which was nice because her son was in the passenger seat, and I kind of ricocheted and um, and slowly drifted across the intersection and came to a stop just uh, at like just uh, uh, as almost like as if you were making the left turn at that uh, at that intersection. No cars were coming, so we did not get hit, which was great, but. Like, you know, you make that, that, that like, oh my God, something's happening. And this is like a the collision is inevitable. What do you do? What's the best decision that you could make? It's kind of like that one movie uh, where Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a, uh, like a bike delivery dude or whatever. Oh, uh, well, yeah. What is that movie called? Yeah. And uh, he like, he like, uh, <laughs> he's able to play different scenarios in his head to like, identify the optimal route to avoid dying <laughs> and and uh and one premium, was, rush. premium rush there you go and in one of the scenarios he realizes oh shit i can't do anything to avoid this it's it's happening i'm getting hit and it's gonna hurt yeah yeah um anyways great stories for tonight but let's let that end here um, yeah i appreciate your patience and another gurgle belly story but i will say this <laughs> It's not going to be the last, I guarantee that. Well, that's for, that's for damn sure. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, that's for damn sure. Like, but I will say, I will say that I think calling these types of stories gurgle belly stories, A, gets the idea across like frighteningly effectively without being disgusting. I, I, I'll tell you this, Sandy. Um, we've, we've recorded, this is 367 episodes. I, I definitely recall hearing at least five Google Belly stories from you. I'm sure there's more. Oh. So like uh, yeah. the minimal five. I am surprised it's only five. <laughs> the fact that the fact that even one percent of our episodes or more are about Google Belly is uh it, it's it's honestly like that that should probably go in this show description from now on. Like, yeah, Sa- like Sandy that. and Reza, like, I don't even know what the what the, the description of the show is a- anymore. I'm sure it's woefully inaccurate given our uh, changes in our lives over the last ten years. But uh, True. but but gurgle belly gurgle belly should be in there at some point. I love it. I love it so much. All right, let's get out of here. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see everyone next week. <laughs> Thank you.